Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. This is the third episode and our third edition in the Campfire series. In this episode, we have a very special guest, my very own sister. Hey, it's Melanie. In this episode, we're going to talk about a house that we used to live at. This house is located out in Robinson on Buchanan Street. If you're from this area, it's out by like Spinners and out in the boonies basically. No other house around us. We didn't have any neighbors except one house uh, across the street actually. It was on a dirt road, blueberries all around it, big open fields in the back, just acres and acres of woods too, wouldn't you say, Mel? Uh, yeah, I remember it's also right by a blueberry, not a, well, it's surrounded by blueberries and there's a pumpkin patch right over there. The inside was really small. The upstairs was like triangle, you know? Yeah, when you'd walk upstairs, your room was on the right and it didn't even have a door, I remember that. It just had like some beads hanging down. Um, and then to the left was a, a little bathroom and then you'd walk into my room, which was like one of those rooms that didn't have any walls. It was just like the ceiling, like an attic of a room, basically. Your room was pretty big though, it was... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The rest of the house is really tiny though. The living room was tiny, uh, kitchen, dining room were all tiny. But the house definitely had some history behind it. So, you guys said this house was pretty secluded, but how far away would you say you were from town? Uh, probably only like 20 minutes, so about the same distance my parents live now from town. And with you saying that there was history, did you happen to know if anything did happen prior to you guys living there? No, but I can tell you it was a very old, old, old farmhouse. I remember in the front yard it had peach trees and grapevines. The best grapevines ever. Those grapes were so good. And the peaches were amazing. That was the first time I ever had a peach off a tree. And we had a trampoline out there right by the peach tree. Yeah, that trampoline's kind of where I want to start this conversation. So on this trampoline's where we would sit down and whip out the Ouija board and try to communicate with spirits because we've seen them do it on TV. Like every Friday, what we watched was ghost shows all yeah. night long. Yep. How old were you guys when you lived in this house? It was like 14 years ago, so I was probably like 12. Or I think Mel was probably 10. So like I was saying, we were playing with the Ouija board and you know, we're not really expecting much as kids, but we definitely wanted it to happen. You know, just kind of be able to experience that, I guess, was really intriguing for us as children. And what do you know, we would get real responses. Yeah, we were on the trampoline, mind you, but like it would move past the trampoline. Like we would play on the ground next to the trampoline and it would still move all by itself. There was times where I don't even think we were touching it and it would move across the board. And I don't remember this guy's name. I remember him spelling it out to us, but I don't remember it. It's kind of something I, I suppressed, I, I think. Yeah, I don't remember any names specifically, but I remember meeting a lot of negative people on the board. I would never go behind the barn. I never went back that way. If I went into the woods, it was like the left part of the house, not behind the barn though. One story that I remember happening on the trampoline in the front yard was Riley and I were sitting on the trampoline and we were just playing with the Ouija board like we always do and I can't remember if I asked or if Riley asked but one of us asked if you're here with us will you touch one of us and I remember a finger going right down my back 
and immediately I got goosebumps and I was super freaked out. And I didn't want to play with the Ouija board anymore like that day, but I don't know. We played with the Ouija board for, at least I did, for a couple years. Oh yeah, we definitely did. Every definitely day. A couple years, every day. I brought it to school. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play with it at school? Yeah, we did, out in the woods. and Who like you and Ariel? Yeah, Ariel and another girl, <laughs> Brooke. Yeah, I got in trouble. They told me I couldn't bring it to school anymore. Wait, they caught you within your backpack and everything or in your locker? Yeah, well, I brought it in like a SpongeBob bag. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they told me I was not to bring that to school. But, yeah, that was one time that was really freaky on the Ouija board outside. So, back when we lived at this house, Ariel and I were basically inseparable. We hung out constantly. She was always at her house. We always played with the Ouija board with her. She remembers a time we were sitting at the kitchen table and it looked like a finger this. poked it from the other side that no one was on. Remember. And I remember, yeah, that was crazy. I was holding the rubber band at that time. Do you guys ever feel like when you were having these experiences that there was like other people in the room or like somebody was watching you? Definitely, all the time. Yeah, you never For felt sure. in that house, not ever did you feel alone. Or when you were playing with the Ouija board. There was a time Ariel and I woke up at the same time in the middle of the night and there was humming. There was another time we woke up in the middle of the night and there was glow-in-the-dark paint all over the walls. And you and, guys didn't and, uh, like, do any of that, right? No. And it was weird. Like, why would we wake up at the same time all the time? Because she'd sleep over be? constantly. Probably like four in the morning. Oh, so it was not like a reasonable time at all. Right. And there was another time... We woke up in the middle of the night with red nail polish. Like, Ariel had it all over her pants and her hands, and she doesn't paint her nails, and I didn't paint mine. And it was red nail polish. I remember that. Really weird. Our dog would never go upstairs. Yeah, he refused to go upstairs. And so it would not go upstairs at all. Pumba either. Pumba wouldn't go upstairs either. Yeah, I met Pumba too, and Pumba was... You could tell that he, whenever he was like startled, he would put his hair up and be like, nope. <laughs> uh, there was one time where we were playing with the Ouija board as a family, like my uncle and cousins, they were all playing and the person was saying some really awful things, like they hated children and they wanted to kill them. And I remember specifically, it said it wanted to hurt my cousin, Brianna. Uh, I said it wanted to hurt her specifically. It pointed right at her and she was the youngest there and that's when my uncle was like, no more, we're not gonna play this game. My family didn't like talk about it ever. No. I don't remember ever talking about it. They don't ever talk about it. Are you guys a religious family at all? The other side of our family kind of is, kind of, sorta. So kind of going off that, would you think that it was more of like a spiritual thing where it was like a person's entity or would you think it could be something demonic? I don't think it was demonic. The reason I say that is just because I don't think it ever really possessed anyone, but it was definitely made you know it was there always. It wanted you to know that, hey, I'm here and I can do whatever I want. And I think this spirit was very negative definitely gave everyone negative emotions. I know my family went through a lot of hard times at this house. Do you feel like that could have fed into it? Definitely, that's, that's, I mean, how many like shows have you watched that talk about 
you know, when there's a negative energy there, how their lives are negatively affected all the time through it as well. Just because, like, that's the energy that the spirit's, like, giving out. So, that's, I mean, a lot of things were going on. You know, like, my dad would be mad all the time and throw these crazy tantrums that weren't that normal for him. You know, he was always happy to yeah, be home no, and be home with your the dad. family. Yeah, your dad is a great guy, and I wouldn't even expect that anything close to that from him. There was a time, I remember... We were playing with the Ouija board for most of the night, and we had put it away at one point. And I think it was probably mad that we were done talking with it, and it choked me while I was sleeping. So I fell asleep out on the couch in the living room, and I woke up to the feeling of two hands around my throat choking me. And when I tried to get up, it w I was pushed back down on the couch. And this was at, like, again, 3, 4 in the morning. This is when stuff would be creepy at the house. Like, you were not awake past midnight at this house. No. Like, you did not stay up late. I know, even as a kid, like, you know, most kids would be staying up super late playing video games and stuff. It got started to get late. I was getting bed ASAP. Because you were scared to stay up? Right, because you never knew what would happen. I remember, actually, a time where the bathroom light turned on by itself. Where was the bathroom compared to the <clears> bedroom? <throat> So there was a, like I said earlier, when you walk up the stairs, there's to the left a hallway, and then there's the bathroom. My room's at the end of that hallway. Looking down, I would have the door open, and I just heard the light go clip, you know, flip up. And yeah. then I looked out there, and it was on. Is that you ever remember the bath light turning on and off at all? Or I remember hearing sometimes footsteps upstairs or moving around in the basement. All the time. There was noises constantly. I know I would always hear voices. Um, I would see shadows a lot. The basement was beyond creepy. I only remember going down there one time and being really freaked out. Yeah, the basement was super, super creepy. And it, you couldn't even stand up all the way down there. Even as kids, we couldn't even stand up all the way. It was basically, mainly just, just storage. Walls. Yeah, like a cellar, basically. It's basically like... <laughs> So the other house I used, I talked about in the first episode, our, our Green Street house, the big house that our parents built themselves, where I used to hear the door slamming all the time. Mel, you remember me running up the stairs and yelling at you for slamming the door on me. Yeah, I remember it really specifically because I had been in the kitchen helping my mom cook some food and... Which is where the stairs webbed up to so like you went to the basement from the kitchen yeah and me and mom were, i don't know what we were doing but we were in the kitchen and riley comes upstairs and he's like stop running up and down the stairs and banging on the door it's so annoying and i was like i have not been doing that i haven't been hearing that we've just been up here doing this and mom was like yeah she's been with me the whole time and we all were just like That's and you guys didn't hear the door getting banged on or the running up and down the stairs right but i did because I was in the basement. And that's where all the crazy things would happen. We're down in the basement. Yeah, that was super crazy. I'm, I can't explain it. And I remember living there. I slept walk constantly. And some, I don't know, a, a lot Dad of people don't too. believe it. But I believe personally that, like, spirits communicate with you while you're sleeping. And so... I also saw this on a show <laughs> that, like, especially when you're a child, 
spirits can communicate with you more easily. And I was a little girl when I was living there. My parents told me that one night they woke up and I was in their closet just sitting there. Um, which is super creepy. <laughs> and I would sleepwalk like almost every single night. So would you have vivid dreams while this all was going on? Or could you remember anything from back then that you would dream about? Um, not, not really. I do kind of remember dreaming of the things that I'm doing, but I think they're just dreams. One, one morning, Mom was getting ready for work, and she walked by my room, and she's like, Melanie, stop it, go to bed, and I heard her while I was sleeping. And I woke up, and I was like, what was I doing? She's like, you're sitting there playing with Pumbaa, go to sleep. <laughs> like, I was sleeping, I don't know what's going on. And... That was the time that really stuck out to me. I was like, whoa, that's really strange. Why was that happening? I remember the slot machines used to go off by themselves all the time. All the, the time, basement. all the time. So like we, my dad bought these slot machines from a pawn shop and they would be plugged in and be loaded with coins, but like they would just have the lights flashing and they would just hit jackpots in the basement and bling coins everywhere, all of them. So you'd walk down there and there'd just be coins laying all over the room. There was also a time I apparently was out on the couch watching TV and it was like two in the morning, dad comes out and he's like, Melanie, go to bed. And I just said, no, you go to bed, dad said. And uh, he just said, okay, and went back to sleep. And I thought that was super creepy. And then we moved out of the house and I didn't really sleepwalk that much anymore, at least not that I know of. And we moved from that, that house, house to, to the Buchanan, Buchanan house, Street. So I hope I wasn't sleepwalking. <laughs> uh, that's probably why I wasn't. It was so dangerous. But also I was older. A little bit older. To go to a different house, the house we live in now, we've always experienced paranormal things um, from guys talking. Yeah, I think it's the old gentleman and his wife that used to live in the house because they built the house and they lived there before us and they just passed away before we moved in. Yeah, I think it was a lot of residual energy for a while, but still the TV will turn on and off randomly. Uh, there was one time specifically sitting down in the basement and the bathroom's off to the side and I was on the computer and it was just me and Trevor downstairs, Trevor being my dog, not Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to cover that before. <laughs> Uh, we were just sitting there, and I was playing on the computer, probably Sims, and all of a sudden the fan in the bathroom clicks on, and Trevor looks, and I look, and I'm like, okay, that just happened. So I walk over there, turn the light on, and the fan is clicked on. I was the only one home. It was really creepy. That's happened to me a couple times, besides that once. I have a friend who would always say that basement is so creepy. I don't think it's that creepy anymore, but I've also lived there for 10 years, so kind of just got used to everything being kind of creepy. <laughs> so just to clarify too, this is the basement that I had experienced. This is when I got shwaisty pants on my birthday and passed out in this exact bathroom. And I'm not joking, the buttons for the fan and the lights, they're, are like sl they're slide buttons. Yeah, I was say, so it, it would take a lot to slide these things to turn them on. So that's really creepy. Uh, there have been a lot of people who say our house is creepy. They don't like sleeping there at night. Maybe one day Cam will be on the show to talk about it because yeah, he, he has a lot. Yeah, Cam has a lot of stories. 
a lot of the time it'll sound like someone came home but no one came home which there's a lot of sliding doors that go into the wall at so this house in between our kitchen and living room and the little breezeway are sliding french doors yeah and they slide by themselves sometimes it sounds like from the basement and not only that, the outside door is a storm door that if you just let it swing, it slams shut. We have a different door now, so maybe that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so on a complete side note, I was just thinking about the Ouija board stuff and did you guys keep the Ouija boards that you used or you did you use, use it, don't you? You wanna you wanna I mean <laughs> it sounds very interesting for sure. <laughs> Definitely something maybe attached to that Ouija board. I mean, I have no clue if, it, if that's how it really works or not, but I mean, I definitely want to try it out for myself because I've only used one and it was made out of crayons, so. But yeah, like, did you guys use, like, multiple ones or did you like, keep the same one throughout and then get rid of it or what? Uh, we just had the one Ouija board that my dad had had forever and I saw it and just whipped it out, didn't really know what it was. Um, we got, I got rid of it at the Lakeshore house, so after the Buchanan house, I finally got rid of it and I... Everything I read online said, don't burn it, don't burn it. So, um, it's, I, I put it underneath the deck at <laughs> the house on Lakeshore that we lived in and buried it there. And I don't know if it's still there or not, but it might be because <laughs> it was in a weird spot. I don't think anyone would ever find it. How deep did you bury it? Like a foot down or like, did you dig like a really nice deep hole for it? <laughs> I don't even think I dug um, in the ground. It, oh, you just covered was, it with dirt and were like, it's there fine. There was um, some type of wood box there that was corroded and had a lot of stuff on it. And I put it on there and just buried a bunch of dirt on top of it. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. So my boyfriend, Austin, he before he was my boyfriend, he lived in an apartment on Clovernook. Um, it was an upstairs apartment. You walk in, there's a living room, kitchen, hallway, and at the end of the hallway was Austin's bedroom. And one day I laid down to take a nap or something, and I think we had been drinking, so I laid down. And I felt, I thought it was Austin, like, come lay in bed next to me. And I turned and looked, and no one was laying next to me. And so I sprinted out of that room as fast as I could. But Austin was in the bathroom, so he wasn't laying next to me and there was no one there. Uh, the same thing has happened to Austin when he was laying in bed. He felt something crawl up by him and nestle up to him like a dog getting into bed. And that really freaked him out. There was another incident where we were having a bonfire outside so everyone was chilling outside drinking and I went upstairs to go use the bathroom use the bathroom and his TV was um, facing the hallway and when I walked out I could see in the hallway like a black figure standing but it was in the TV it was like a reflection in the TV and I turned and looked around and no one was there and I sprinted outside as fast as I could because I know no one else was in the house yeah I remember that apartment and you would definitely know if someone was in that apartment it was not very big it was you know two bedroom apartment I think in uh, open living room and kitchen design it wasn't very 
massive living room or anything like that. It was it was modest <laughs> for a Clover Nook apartment. <laughs> so I want to go from that to our actual last episode, episode two with Flat Stanley and Alex. After reviewing um, and editing for a few hours, uh, we ended up finding a weird little like sound anomaly in the in the audio. Um, we're actually gonna add that in right now. I know there was a long time that right after I lost my mom that I would, you know, be sitting in my living room in my dad's house and... So what did you think of that, Trevor? Do you think that could have been your mom messing and interfering with the audio possibly? Yeah, I mean, like, when we started talking about all that stuff, you know, it, it's quite an emotional feeling and, you know, like, I honestly had goosebumps because it's, it's still hard to talk about it sometimes, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I got 21 beautiful years with my mom and I couldn't miss any of it more but like you know they say like like audio like interference like is a waves like coming through on a way like on a, a wavelength of some sort so yeah and that's the thing there was nothing weird with the wavelengths either like looking at the recording itself I'm not seeing any like weird anomalies like a crazy spike or like a yeah even all. when I was editing it nothing looked weird until I listened to it and then it just I don't know, it just, it, it caught my ear really hard, and I was like, no, that wasn't here at first, like, what is this? Yeah, I totally believe that spirits can communicate with us through audio. It's a different wavelength. I don't see why they couldn't, like, sometimes in the radio, you're thinking about someone who passed, and a song that you shared together plays. I don't really think that's a coincidence. I feel like it's a way of the spirit world trying to communicate with us for sure i've never done like recordings like they do at cemeteries i think it would be really creepy i just haven't found the good recorder to go and do that but it would definitely be fun and to kind of rehash on that a little bit uh, me and trevor are completely novice at this recording and audio editing stuff so there's no way that we could have tampered with it at all either even with you know amplifying things and stuff like that it's not gonna change the audio to where there's like that weird anomaly where it just kind of almost like goes almost faster can, than what like, you're saying it yeah it speeded everything up like yeah. like a good like hard minute <laughs> it gave me goosebumps so last episode it was trevor's birthday it's also almost my sister's birthday so happy birthday to both of them uh thank you melanie for coming out and sitting by the campfire with us tonight and telling us your uh, weird experiences and the experiences we shared together. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing. Keep doing it. Can't wait to be on another episode. Happy birthday, Ruka, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, once again, thank you guys for all the support and all the, the love and just great vibes we've been getting about all the episodes and everything. Also, you can catch us on SoundCloud now at What Goes Bump in the Night. And remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. <laughs>